Hello and welcome to the Homeschool Conversations Africa podcast. Here we discuss homeschooling from the African perspective and the unique challenges that come with it. If you're considering homeschooling, we hope to inspire you as you take this bold step. If you're already a homeschooler, we are here to share encouragement for this wonderful journey we are on to educate our children in the best way we can. We are your hosts, Jifa Andam and Harissa Nete Marvel. Let's dive right into today's conversation. Previously on Homeschool Conversations Africa. On the show today, we are privileged to have a wonderful couple who successfully homeschooled three kids by God's grace and are on their last one. Um, they're missionaries in Ghana. They've been for the past 14 years. Pastor Frederick is the pastor of the Independent Lighthouse Baptist Church in Tema, and Antoinette is his wife. Now, you mentioned that you were a teacher, so I just want us to take a pause there, and I would like you to answer this for me, because a lot of people who meet me and find out that I homeschool will say, well, are you a trained teacher? So, <laughs> Antoinette, can you can you speak to that? Um, can you talk to people who are wondering if you need to be trained as a teacher to be a homeschooler? Can you? No. Absolutely not. Actually, it may not even be a good idea um, to to have that background because at home, the environment is not a school environment. And uh, we're homeschooling, not because we want to hear bells ringing and children moving from lockers to their classrooms, but we really want to be sensitive to the needs of of our children and also to be in focus on how they learn. Some children really learn well by just reading some speech and some children learn by both learning and doing. Uh, and so um, knowing that our children have different learning uh, styles, uh, we as parents have to really connect with them on the heart level to try to assist them. So in, in, in a teaching uh, setting, in a formal teaching setting, um, it's, it doesn't really play um, well in the, in, in, in the home setting. Well, we'll, t- we'll talk a bit more in detail later. I'd love to hear about how all of that preparation has, has occurred um, for them in, in, in um, college, how the transition was and everything. But for now, let's talk about what homeschooling specifically in Africa or in Ghana for you guys has been like, what What are some of the challenges that you faced and how did you overcome it? Yeah, we started homeschooling in the U.S. before coming. And in the U.S., we were part of a homeschool association. We had co-op classes to teach, uh, you know, a parent will teach art, another parent may teach science. And, and so on, as you may already know, the organization of the homeschool association there are very powerful. So the support is intensive and is, is just rich. But here, when we came in Ghana, there's no co-op teaching classes, no science materials for experiments. Everything has to be shipped in. Even finding a microscope is difficult. 
no field trips, no science fair, you know, and um, we didn't have a homeschool uh, association that was, well, we, we, now we have a crowd homeschoolers, which is great. Um, but at the same time, have the, that kind of knitted support of academia that we receive come, you know, from in the U S here, we gather to kind of have a play day and so on, but that there isn't any parent teaching any, uh, course, uh, per se, but yeah. which is fine. But, um, Every three years when we will leave here and we will go, when we, we leave Africa and go to America, we will expose our children to the science museums, the history museums, the Smithsonian museums are free in the U.S., uh, creation science museum, any kind of music camps that we can uh, take our children to, we sign them up for it. And so we will make up that. But being in, in Ghana, one thing we have is that um, the uh, we have used the online classes. Um, YouTube is now big on teaching videos, um, and what some of our favorite is the scientific subjects um, on learning a lot during uh, our school times. We will use that. Um, so. It, if we're not even able to get the materials for the experiment, we can actually see the experiment being done and, um, and write about it and talk about it and discuss it. And so there were times when we will be coming, we will ship in our materials, you know, the scientific materials, we will ship them in. Um, and so the, that, you know, it was, it's, it's a challenge. Sometimes in, in Ghana, a lot of places are non-children friendly. 14 years ago, they didn't have the botanical guard, gardens in, in Ligon where you can go and, you know, do the obstacle uh, a climb and, and, and so on. And when people see children in, in places, they, they constantly, you know, what are you doing here? You're supposed to be in school. Why aren't you in school? What are you doing here? And so places are not so welcoming to, to children. And, and, and as you can even see, we don't have like libraries where you can go unless you find a bookstore somewhere where you can go and hide, which we did, and, and, and just read books and so on. And even at the bookstores, you have to be careful too, because some of the things are adult materials and you have to be careful not to have your children stumble upon uh, some of the books there. But we will go to the EPP bookstore and buy books and, and, you know, just read them if we didn't buy them. Or we will, uh, you know, just just go out to to um, at the backyard here and, and just enjoy being outdoors yeah. as a break from being indoors. So we don't have places uh, here where you can go and visit. A, a science museum. We, we don't have that. These are things that don't exist here. Um, but the, the few places that we found, we did go to, to visit, uh, to learn outside the classroom. Mm. Thank you. So I, I, I hear many, many, many challenges, but I, I also hear the ways that you try to 
to overcome them. Like you mentioned, no libraries, but just going to the book bookstore. And yes, at EPP, you can pick the book yes. and just sit there and read it. <laughs> and yes. buy what you need to buy, but they don't mind you doing that. Um, so those right. are very helpful. I, I have hope, and that's part of why we are doing this. The hope is that we, we encourage one another. We shouldn't give up. We shouldn't think because it's not the way it is in the West. I, I feel like this is the beginning of those yes. schools in yes. Africa. And so we'll have yes. to do some growing pains, but I'm trusting that by the grace of God, you know, as we all pull together, we can form some of these co-ops on our own, you know, we can do some of these things to yes. help make homeschooling uh, better and better as we go along. So thank you, thank you for sharing um, those challenges with us because we know they are real and we can't pretend that they don't. Right. How yes. the flip side, I want to find out if you think this, just to encourage us to, who, who have to be here in homeschool, if you think there's been any benefit to your children of being homeschooled in this setting or this environment. Yes. Yes. I think the benefits have been tremendous. Uh, it's it's uh, to be in an environment where every signboard you see, uh, every input uh, for our children having lived in America is someone who has uh, an identity uh, that is. I, I don't know how to say it. I, I just you you identify with the moment you see you connect. Uh, it's 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 been a, a positive environment. Uh, the science. Uh, I remember uh, uh, going to the uh, laboratory uh, at the cocoa farm. Uh, I believe uh, going towards uh, a brie cofridge, I believe it is, and uh, having. Uh, an entomologist just explain in great detail everything about uh, the the cocoa and just it just it's wonderful uh, going up to a brie uh, aubrey and you know uh, have someone who is a botanist just come and explain um, various things that we experienced and the whole experience of the cape the castles and. Uh, just the history that is involved in in our culture. Uh, it's it's. I think it's just been a really great experience and rich experience uh, to see great accomplishments of outstanding academicians right here uh, in in Ghana, uh, and I think it's it just affirms in our children, again, uh, you know, you can do whatever you set your mind to and the contributions uh, that one day you'll make, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's no, it's, it is a big deal, but on the other hand, it's not a big deal because we're uh, who are doing great things on a daily basis. You know, people that they can, they see Africans in their greatness. They see the great wealth, the great beauty, 
and the great successful CEOs and business uh, men and women, doctors and and lawyers and people that are and, and teachers and preachers, people of of uh, of great value that they can kind of identify with, you know, culturally and have a, uh, a, a love for Africa. Um, most, most people in, 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 in the Americas or in the Western world would threaten their children. If you don't behave, I'm going to send you. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. send you to Africa. Go to school. So our children in, in America or the UK, wherever, um, they see coming to Africa as a punishment sometimes uh, if they're not well behaved there in America. But our children here have seen the beautiful wealth, the, our rich culture, our people, our food, the friendliness, the, the politeness. It really irritates my son when he sees people in America and waves at them and they stop and they ask him, do I know you? It's like, uh, I'm just I'm just greeting you, you know, <laughs> and so yeah. they are able to learn how to socially interact with people, socially ingratiate themselves, and uh, and, and just love uh, people and are very welcoming. So we appreciate that aspect of us being here. Another thing is of things we had the children do golf uh, by a golf professional and. Um, uh, taekwondo, uh, vocational skills, uh, instrument repair, learning how to repair these instruments we play. And um, it's just been a blessing that wow. they can take up vocational vocational studies at a, at a, at a very uh, low cost. And even sometimes their personal tutors and personal um, uh, private lessons that they get um, there, there's a very few people that charge in dollars, but for the most part, most people charge in cities and we're able to afford uh, the, the charge or the fees or the cost of getting outside help in to help with their education. Great. Wow. So friends, if, if you've just heard everything that Antoinette and Pastor Frederick have said, there are lots of benefits to being here. So let's not just focus on the negatives, but let's be encouraged to continue in, in what we are doing. Uh, Antoinette, yes. as you're telling, just listing all of these things that the children have been involved in, my, my question is just, where did they find the time? Because I struggle <laughs> just to get through what we have to do. I think what made it possible for us to accomplish uh, the activities of our day is that we started early in the morning and uh, pretty much one thing after the other. Uh, and as a result, uh, we were able to accomplish uh, a great deal in a, in a given day. Mm, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. So early to rise, huh? Um, so yes. Frederick, I, I'm just going to stay with you here. Um, we don't usually have fathers on this homeschooling dads on this show. And so this is a special treat for us. So while you're here, I'd like to ask you to tell us a little bit about 
how you were involved or you've been involved in in the homeschool lives of your children because a lot of fathers have to go out of house to work and they are gone most of the day and so they may find it difficult to to connect you know the homeschool becomes like mom's thing so can you tell us the ways that you were involved in your children's homeschool and maybe encourage the fathers who may be listening about right the that they can do that right and uh our family devotions was was a big part for me and then just encouraging uh the the whatever my wife had put in place encouraging and supporting that and uh, many of the athletic things that they were involved in uh i i pretty much facilitated uh that for them they were involved in golf they did taekwondo uh they did also instrument repair that was something that i i uh, it was a skill set that i had the privilege of giving them or helping them learn uh and you know their their own involvement in the various instruments they play just just playing as as a uh encourager and you know that voice uh of reminder when sometimes they needed to be reminded and so uh that 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 has been the role that i've played and and i i could never uh take away from the you know the countless hours that my wife uh, put in to, to help them. And so uh, I thank the Lord for the input that I've been able to have. And I, I think the, you know, um, every, I, I, don't, I, I really don't have words to describe. Uh, I, I'm very grateful for the time that I was able to spend with our children in their development and uh. see them now. I'm, I'm extremely grateful for how God has blessed what we, uh, you know, attempted to do. And mm. thank you, thank you very much for sharing that. So, if there are any fathers listening to us, um, please be encouraged. I think what I hear Pastor Karen saying is, do do whatever you can. You know, find the ways to find little ways to support. And help, and then most importantly, support whatever your wife is doing. Um, Absolutely. So that it's not, um, it's not. There's not a disconnection that you you are to, you're one front doing this, and and children can tell when you're not together. <laughs> so um, that's that's great advice. Thank you. Um, Moving on, oh my goodness, our time is going and I feel like I have so many questions for you. All right, so my next question, I guess it will be a two-in-one. I'm just going to put two questions together. Um, since okay. you, your children are now older, a lot of people who are homeschooling now have younger children and this can be a difficult um, Can you tell us, some of the things that you did, especially you, Antoinette, maybe some of your practices or strategies to stay encouraged and refreshed because it can be it can be hard work, and and also um, just looking back, is there anything that you think you would have done differently? Um, and the advice that you give to those of us who are in the trenches now or people who are. 
Yeah. Um, at one point in homeschooling, I got very discouraged um, because I'm constantly trying to ask myself, are they getting it? Are they, are they getting it? And um, the question is, what is the it that I'm worried about whether they're getting it or not? Uh, what I have found to really be a blessing in is uh, mine shared with me that at one point she was uh, pregnant and she was uh, bedridden. You know, they have to put her on bed rest. Uh-huh. And um, as, she, as she stayed in bed, she just surrounded her children around her and read them books and read the children's stories. Um, and he said it was a time when they really learned a lot and communicated a lot because it wasn't just read the story and let's move forward, but let's read the story. Let the children, all the kids, you know, write down the vocabulary words and, and, and search about it. If it's uh, a story about it by, uh, uh, you know, let's do geography, but in, in bed while she laid in bed, her children just surrounded her. And she just read to them, you know, one may get the geography book, another person may get the Bible uh, verse, uh, vocabulary, dictionaries, thesaurus, all around. And she just read to them. And during that, whatever trimester she homeschooled her her children. So um, just trusting that as we communicate with with our children through reading good biographies. Sometimes we have dear time and, um, you know, drop everything and read time, which they get to become the learners at that point. Um, Making the environment in the home uh, a learning environment, Um, baskets in the corners with good books in it. Um, If the children are really young, just a basket of puzzles that children can be solving uh, play dough and, and so on and so forth, just encouraging the children to observe. One of our, our children is, is like a scientist. He loves observing and pretty much that's what science is. Yeah. Observing, making comparisons and, and, and just using all your senses to gate your environment. And, uh, you know, our son Michael would just go out there and just watch jumping spiders. And, and then, you know, every time you'll be watching, I'm thinking, you know, what's going on? But when we sat down to eat and he, you know, we will ask him, how was your day? He says, mom, let me tell you about jumping spiders. And he will tell me a whole lot about them. Why? Because he was, he just spent an hour or two, uh, you know, following them and watching them and observing their moves and, and so on. And so the, the home environment, also gets uh, set up where the children just enjoy learning. Um, everyone has their own uh, learning style, and 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 um, we've always enjoyed uh, just having good bond after reading. If you get too bored, pick up your instrument and practice. And uh, if, if there's someone that shows up that wants to be taught, also teach teach them. I don't know if I've answered the question. Um, or not? I, I think you. I think you have. I'm. Um, I'm. I'm hearing okay. that you don't 
I think what I'm hearing is don't shoot for perfection, like like the example you gave. You know, do the little you can with right the situation that you know you are in, um, or what you're yes. Just, just manage the best you can. Uh, don't stress yourself, which I think a lot of homeschool moms do. A lot of homeschool moms are probably perfectionist and, and always comparing and thinking you know what's the other person doing we're not doing enough <laughs> and, and right courage. Yeah. yes yes so one thing we try not to do is comparing comparing ourselves with other families but um it, it's it's not really a good thing to do that because Every family is different. Every circumstance is different. So look to the Lord and be sensitive to majoring in on our children and their needs, their gifts, their talents, and uh, helping them to develop that in a unique way. Um, I think that's always encouraging to do that. A lot of times when they're playing it, you know, when they're, in the kitchen folding, um, washing dishes, or when they're in the laundry room folding clothes. Um, one of my sons, Michael, was a storyteller. And he would just detain the entire family with his storytelling. Um, when they're in the kitchen washing dishes, we'll be playing, where they will hear the Spanish teacher say, repeat after me, you know? Um, and, and so every time, Use audio, sometimes we use videos, but mainly we try to use audio a lot when it comes to language learning and even song song um, learning, Bible songs, Sunday school songs. We were just playing things over and over and over again. And children just soak it, they just soak it up. Yeah. That's right. Oh, so. What um, this might be a hard question, but maybe you could you could still try to answer it. What would you say is the most important thing that you did to help shape your children into the wonderful young men and young lady that they are? I think uh, family devotions, where we hear them pray and we also pray for them, and then my husband always encouraging them to. Know Jesus for yourself. Know Jesus for yourself. You know, mom and dad, we know the Lord, but we want you to also know Jesus for yourself. And then discipleship. Uh, it's important that our children um, taught from the word um, in, in a discipleship manner. You know, we want to teach music. We want to teach math and science and English. And then when it comes to uh, the Bible, it's kind of like, oh, that we read the Bible, you know, so we we shouldn't be answering or we don't make the time or a curriculum time to to do that. So discipleship is this 11-week program on a, a discipleship, a basic discipleship uh, lesson using the word. Definitely uh, make sure that they go through that with you. Um, you know, sometimes through discipleship, they may confess certain things that they're doing that may not be right. They may then have to, you know, pray and ask the Lord to forgive them uh, through the discipleship. A lot of things 
come forth, but definitely making the time um, in the word at the family table, listening to them share questions that they may have, any kind of doubts that they may have will all come up in, um, in a time of discipleship with them so that we as parents can kind of direct them through the Bible to let them know this is why God says it this way. And, and so that's why we do it this way. Yeah. Mm, that's, that's, that's wonderful advice. And you are right about that, that um, we tend to treat, we tend to treat uh, the Bible differently. You know, we don't, it's almost like it's not as serious sometimes, but yeah. it, it's the most, it's the most important, yeah. I will say. Yeah. In the field of science, evolution is 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 trying to erase everything that is biblical mm. about creation, mm. or not trying, but they have, and so we have to take a stand and say, "Hey, we're we're people of the Bible, you know, Genesis, creation. That's how we know we came mm-hmm. into this world, and yes. these are the verses that support what we believe." Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's important. Just this just this morning, my one of my sons was asking me, you know, some tough questions about Noah and the ark and the flood and how did all the animals yes. to the different planets, you know, after yes. the flood, you know, all of these difficult things. But we must find. I had to go and do some research. I gave him some answers. I'll find out and I'll come back to you. And he did not forget. The night time he asked me again. And so I had to share what I had learned. But these things are important because if they don't don't get some good answers, that's when they're out and somebody tells them something, they begin to doubt. So yes, that is is certainly very important. Thank you. So I think I'm going to ask my, maybe my last two questions just because of time. And then I will let you guys go because I know I've kept you for a while. Um, yeah. I, I, I said earlier on that I wanted to find out how the transition into college had been for, for your children. Because people if you think about homeschool children, they think, oh, they must be socially awkward. Um, you know, how, how they get into college. So all of these I just want to, to talk honestly about what the experience has been like for your three yeah. months. Um, yes, so that, so that everybody can hear and we can have a real example of what it's like and maybe not what we think. I think, I think they will be the ones to probably give the very, very, very best answer. Uh, but I guess since you're asking the parents, uh, the transitioning, how they have made it, I think one of the greatest uh, assets that they've had growing up as MKs or missionary kids uh-huh. is that they are they are very adaptable, uh, uh-huh. and so I think they 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 I guess they're referred to sociologically as third culture kids. They have you know a Ghanaian culture, American culture, and then a, a culture of uh-huh. their own culture. And so I think what one of the things that uh, has been a tremendous benefit to them is that they they all attended the same. And there was always that sense of, uh, you know, uh, 
togetherness mm. uh, and uh, I think they I, I really uh, did a emphasized over and over in their growth and in their development leadership. We've read many different books on leadership and listened to many uh, lectures uh, on leadership. And they were basically taught and guided to know that wherever they were going or wherever they ended up, they weren't, they were going to be there as a leader. And so uh, you know, uh, Frederick and uh, his, as he went through, matriculated through, that was what he was. I mean, he, he composed a song and uh, did, a, did a lot of video work and just a, the things that they enjoyed doing when they were here and they had the most crude uh, resources to do it. They now were in an environment where they had uh, the opportunity opportunity to have the finest equipment and uh, uh, to do what they had done here in Ghana with, you know, very little. And so I think the uh, leading in Bible clubs, things like that, uh, just uh, there's so many things that they did that when they arrived on campus uh, for Stephen, when he arrived, he was elected right away as class president uh, and basically uh, led his generation uh, through his uh, whole college, you know, experience. Um, and then Michael, uh, who just arrived on campus, uh, he's in his second year there. Uh, pretty much just the same, the same uh, uh, shows for the the characteristic of leader and and the things that he does. He he leads. He's a music teacher uh, in the uh, academy that they have uh, at, at the college where he attends. And so I, I just feel like uh, the transition was very, uh, you know, wasn't a difficult transition. Uh, they, you know, go, I would say on one hand, you know, uh, I, I can't, just as I know them when they were in, at home, uh, without a doubt, Michael would be the 4.0 student or 3.98. Frederick would be involved in everything, making it happen, and uh, very, very glad to graduate. Uh, and Stephen, uh, you know, basically the never quit. Uh, he would be, you know, uh, making sure that he understood regardless what it took to understand. Uh, so he would probably be the one behind his uh, professor asking questions and uh, explaining, you know, trying to really have an in-depth understanding of whatever it was that he didn't understand. And so uh, that was that was their, you know, that was the way they were when they were home. And so basically, uh, I think they carried those same characteristics to college and they, you know, uh, they've done well. And I think they've done exactly, they've not done anything that I didn't expect. So uh, based on, you know, the personalities they have and the way that they performed at home. Wow, praise God for such, such wonderful testimonies.
and it sounds like you really do know your kids. <laughs> um, and and um, I, 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 what I see here is that you, you did mention the you know, crude instruments they had and Frederick composing music. And I have had the privilege of um, hearing the choir that he was in, you know, play. I think I've watched it. Right. It's pretty amazing, pretty amazing. Um, so we thank God for that. I think that God blesses the effort that we put in with the very little that we have. We have to be faithful with whatever he's given Amen. us. Amen, amen. I would love to interview one, two, three, or maybe all of your kids someday. So <laughs> please tell them. Okay. <laughs> tell them. Okay. For, yes, if they will grant us that, that would be wonderful. So great. Wow. We can connect you with that oldest one, uh, uh, Frederick. Okay, great. I would love that. So my last question for you, this this um, today is, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us? I've asked you so many things, but I don't know if there's anything that stands out to you that you'd really like um, people considering homeschool, those who are homeschooling already to know, or just anybody who's listening really, um, that you'd like to share with us before we let you today. I, I I think there's only one thing uh, that I would say as an encouragement that you can do it uh. and be done irrespective of what your experience has been. I think the greatest uh, experience as a parent would be to learn everything you never learned with your children <laughs> and, and, so, and have fun doing it. And uh, that that can be so beneficial. So uh, don't quit. Don't quit. One of the things that I guess our children, uh, they laugh when we speak to them is that they were never allowed to quit. And uh, and I told them that they were going to be the very best that they could be. And that's who they were competing against. And if that made them the best in the world, great. If it made them the best uh, wherever they were, that's good. But the best that they could be was what we always uh, were striving for. And so say it can be done uh, and just uh, continue to do everything that you can to expose yourself to as many uh, modalities as you possibly can to make your children, help your children to be successful. Uh, and, and so that, that's what my contribution, I know Antoinette definitely has some things that she would want to say. Yeah, I just want people to remember the reason why they chose to homeschool. Um, you know, having a Christ-centered biblical uh, worldview imparted upon the children, the importance of family, uh, being kingdom-minded to give the children an opportunity to serve and to give their talent, their treasure, their time, their testimony. Um, and knitting our hearts with our children's heart. Uh, our children giving their heart to us and not to someone, uh, you know, a peer or not to uh, a professor or some other person. But definitely when they realize that all this that we're doing is, is all about preparing them 
to have the generational blessings that God promised in his word to give us. Lord, as we love the Lord, he says he will bless us in our posterity. And so we should always remember the next generation and stick to the, remember the reason why we're doing what we're doing and to encourage the children to not quit. I remember Frederick uh, wanted to quit at one point learning the piano when he was five years old and we didn't let him quit. And at the age of 15, he was playing one day in the living room and he turned around and he says, mom and dad, thank you for not letting me quit when I was five years old. Wow. And, uh, but it took 10 years for him to be able to, you know, uh, tell us that because he had developed his skill uh, to the point where he enjoyed playing and ministering uh, his talent uh, environment, but also to the work of God. And that's one thing that uh, our we involve our children in whatever we're doing in the ministry. We never separate, you know, the ministry versus other things, but definitely uh, encouraging them that we represent a kingdom, we represent Christ, and that we're going to stick with the objectives and let love lead at every time. We even gave them family rings, a family ring that represents faith, family, purity, and heritage. And every birthday when they turn 13, each boy or each child will receive their family ring to let them know to be faithful, to be family oriented, to walk in purity, and to uh, appreciate the heritage that we are giving in choosing to homeschool them. Wow, wow. Um, that, that is precious. I'm just sitting here soaking in all of this great advice. Dear listeners, I hope you are too. This has been a wonderful yeah. session, wonderful time. Thank you so much, Pastor Frederick and Antoinette, for giving us your time and sharing um, just very generously um, of yourselves, your experience. We really appreciate it. And I know, I know that this, is, this has been an encouragement to many of our listeners. I know it has been to me. It's, it's, it's wonderful to hear from people who have done this 22 years of doing this compared to my Thank you so much. You know? Thank you so much. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm really thankful for this. God bless you guys. Uh, and thank, thank you for joining us today. So dear friends, all, right. all too soon, we've come to the end of another episode of Homeschool Conversations Africa. Thank you for joining us once again. We hope that you've been encouraged, that you've been inspired, and that you've been blessed. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Till next time, this is your host, Jifa Andam. Today, Carissa couldn't join me, but I'm hoping she will be able to join me the next time. Have a blessed day. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>